Hey, how's it going, everybody? I hope everyone is doing well today. Today, I have a new podcast for you all that's going to primarily focus on ancient Roman medicine. Let's get started today with just a little overview of what ancient medicine is and how it was used back in its time. So this medicine was by far the most advanced of the Roman age, which was a result of wealth, social concentration, and continuous participation in warfare. The wealth of the Romans created medical situations and needs, which required the best techniques and knowledge of the time. Medical abilities were taken to the extreme, with a few attempts at sex change even. This personally really comes to shock to me, just thinking about the lack of equipment and necessities they had back then, trying something as extreme as this. I would say it also gives both you and me a better appreciation for the equipment we have nowadays. So now I'm going to walk you through a few of the aspects of Roman medicine, and the first aspect is Roman surgery. In Pompeii, there was a set of 40 surgical instruments that were found. Most of them were double-ended, which made it easier and faster for a surgeon to switch from one tool to another. Now, you wouldn't think it. You'd probably think that they were much more advanced nowadays, but the instruments that were used back then to operate are very similar to those that are used today. Alright, secondly, since back then drugs and anesthetics were pretty weak, time was of extreme essence as the patient was likely to bleed to death extremely quickly when it came to surgery. Surgical procedures could be as complex as removing bits of skull and replacing them with metal plates or even changing the shape of someone's eyelids for cosmetic reasons. Surgery as of today is still incredibly difficult, complex, and scary. Just imagine being alert on a surgical table with a bunch of random surgeons desperately cutting into you, trying to save your life. The Romans had no official medical training or qualifications, and there was also no orthodox medical approach. Materials and methods were down to the individual practitioners who had to gain the confidence of their patients through the accuracy of their diagnosis and prognosis case by case. I do not know how people tolerated the pain of surgery back then being awake and all. Alright, so now the next topic that I would like to dive into with you all is about the role wine played in ancient Roman medicine. Wine was a very popular component that was used back then because alcohol is a good means of extracting the active elements from medicinal plants as well as is nowadays. Herbs being infused into the wine was a typical medical strategy which would have a degree of effect given the alcohol's ability to extract the active compounds of a number of different herbs. The only issue that may occur would be whether or not the infused herbs were the right ones for the particular medical issue. I can't even fathom taking a chance on a random herb being inserted into my body. Wrong herbs being inserted into one's body could have serious side effects. There's actually an interesting mention of wine being used as a cure in Mark Antony's failed campaign against the Parthians. The soldiers were wandering the desert and resorted to eating some local plants which drove them mad and eventually killed them. Wine was said to supposedly be the only remedy against the poisoning, but unfortunately it was not available to them. From what I have read and from the information that I have gathered, wine was the ultimate healing remedy for humans living in the Roman times. Okay, so sticking with me now, we are almost done. We're going to cover our last subtopic, if you will, in ancient Roman medicine, and then finish up with a small recap and a little more background into this fascinating talking point. Our, la- our last subtopic here is going to focus on Roman medicinal plants. The Romans made fantastic use of the medical properties of the plants around them, and there are actually some very notable examples of studies and research during Roman times. For example, Mithridates IV, who was the king of Pontus, was well known for creating various different antidotes, which have supposedly worked to save lives in numerous situations. His antidotes were complex, and they were developed through trials and mistakes on prisoners who had been condemned to death. Another example was in 60 AD, when a physician named Pedanius Desordius created a book called De De Materia Medica of 600 herbs with description, preparation, and effect. The book ended up becoming a standard reference for medicine as the years went on. His works were the result of lots of research done at the Cultural Center of Alexandria. So now the last example that I have for you all today focuses on a guy named Galen, who was the greatest doctor of the human world. He wrote a herbal, and because he was a very well-known doctor, his book was reputed as more accurate and used as the first step in the advanced creating of drugs. So to wrap up with you guys today, I want to talk about the science aspect of Roman medicine. 
Alexandria became a very well-known center for science and learning soon after its foundation. They had a museum and a library which happened to be financed by the Greek rulers of Egypt. It brought in tons of scholars from all around the world who came to both learn and teach. This resulted in these scholars being able to make many discoveries in various different sciences, including medicine. The Greek Hippocrates created a good start to the introduction of medicine, as he tried to remove superstition and magic from the treatment of disease by carefully observing the symptoms of his patients and trying to figure out their causes. Hippocrates, who lived on the island of Kos in the 5th century BC, was known as the founder of medicine. He and his followers wrote a pledge called the Hippocrates Oath, in which they swore themselves to high standards of conduct. Even after all this, there were still many knowledge gaps and quite a few earnest beliefs, but all these Roman scholars and physicians had put forth such an effort that their approaches towards medicine would remain the dominant ones for another millennium. Okay, so I know that is a lot of information right there, but I wanted to share with you as much as possible in the allotted time that I have with you all. And speaking of a lot of time, that is all the time that I have with you all today. I know this was short, but I really hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. There will be a short break here in a second, but then there is another quick podcast on ancient Roman baths that I encourage you to tune into. I will not be speaking on it, but it shares a lot of cool facts and useful information. Well, that is all that I have for you guys today, and I hope to have you all back here again soon. Take care. Are you in need of a Roman practitioner? Then stay tuned here, because Aulus Cornelius Celsus recommends that you come to him with all your medical needs. Aulus has a book called De Medicina, where he talks about and critically assesses traditional remedies to help patients, and he recommends that you check it out. A little fact about him is that he has divided foods to know which ones cool patients, and those are lettuce, cucumbers, cherries, and vinegar. And he also knows which foods provide heat, and those consist of peppers, salt, onions, and wine. He is very bright in the medical field, and he recommends coming to him next time you need medical attention. Aulus will take good care of you and have you feeling better in no time.